What is up? Hey guys, Matt Sutton is here. I am back for another today's solo episode of Mastering You, the Lifestyle Performance Podcast. So yeah, after the last few weeks, we've had some fantastic interviews, some great guests, and I have some really awesome guests lined up over the coming weeks. But this week, uh, a shorter episode, one of our, you know, it's probably going to be around a 10 minute sort of um, mark and this is one of our mastery soundbites where I really focus on just one specific topic and today we're talking about setbacks. Uh, it's been on my mind for a while to discuss the topic of dealing with setbacks and in particular obviously what we do at LPT is we help people with um, improving their life via improving their health and I must admit, in the 15 years of training people, I've never witnessed so many setbacks caused by one thing. And you can guess what that one thing is. It's it's the knock-on effect that COVID has had on everyone. And these setbacks are sort of multivaried, you know, from relationship breakdowns to, you know, depression to losing jobs to the just the stress of the pandemic. Um, so very really multifaceted. But ultimately, that they've had one the one common theme for many of the people that I've been speaking to is how that it's affected their day to day life, their motivation, and ultimately, you know, a lot of people have, 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 you know, no surprise have tended to fall off plan in terms of their health, um, the healthy lifestyle. So they're not eating the right foods, and not exercising as much. And it really is talk, talking to people that inquire for our six-week kickstart program. It's very much like talking to the same person. So many people, you know, they've gained two, three, sometimes four or five stone of weight over the course of the last year or so now. Alcohol consumption's gone up, you know, exercise has gone down. And obviously, that's a recipe for not good outcomes. So I think it's a really good time to just just talk about you know setbacks and how best we can deal with them. So I'm going to quickly just spend the next sort of five ten minutes sharing my five top tips for dealing with weight gain setbacks. Okay, so let's just get straight into it. Um, so number one, and this is one this is one that I talked to people about pre-COVID for many years. It is, and, and I think this is a principle of success for any aspects of your life as well. Uh, it's be patient. One of my one of my sort of heroes in the business world is Gary Vaynerchuk. Um, some of you may know him. He's very well known. He's one of the most followed people on social media. Uh, but his his secret to success when he's been asked that question is patience. And um, I think when it comes to health and well being. It is really hard. I completely get it. You know, people, what, what happens is over the course of a number of years, maybe even five, 10 years, sometimes 20 years, people start to fall into bad habits of behavior. And then one day they look in the mirror or, the, or they decide, you know, they really dislike what they see and they want to change it. But because suddenly, They've woken up to this fact. They want it right now. <laughs> and as we know, unfortunately, you can't reverse 10, 20, 30 years of you know, poor habits. 
in in one week. But this is why the diet industry makes so much money because they play on the pain of this with people and they will market drugs and weight loss strategies where you can lose X amount of weight in three hours or some crazy fitness routine. The truth of the matter is you do have to be patient because if you want to lose weight and actually keep the weight off, if you want to live a healthy life, it is really a multifaceted, I've used that word quite a lot now, <laughs> that's my word of the day, but it is, it's a multifaceted approach. You need to be looking at your sleep. If you've been lit, you need to listen to all of the podcasts, particularly the last, uh, the last few episodes, because all of these areas of your life, uh, Taylor Morgan talked about this last week, actually, your sleep, how you manage your stress levels, all of these things have as much of an importance as the food and the exercise. Whereas we've been sort of brainwashed into thinking that it's all just about calories. It's all just about, you know, exercising more and eating less, but it really isn't. We have to look at a whole life as a whole. So being patient would be my number one tip. You know, if, if it's taking you 10 years to get to where you are, don't expect to reverse the process in six weeks. You know, what we do at LPT with our six-week program, it's fully designed not to completely reverse. You know, I'm not, I'm not trying to um, pull the wall over anyone's eyes. What we try and do is create the lifestyle structure so that people build those daily habits and the attitude to stick to that plan long-term. That is really my mission. So number one, be patient. Number two, this is a big one is be kind to yourself, okay? Quit beating yourself up. The thing is, with setbacks, is they're guaranteed, okay? Even to, to a small extent, hopefully we can't guarantee any more pandemics, but you're definitely going to guarantee that you're going to have more setbacks in the way that are going to affect your health, your fitness goals, because that's just life, right? We, we, and that's how we grow. That's how we become mentally and physically stronger in a way is by having some setbacks. So, but it is very easy and, and people do it all the time. And I sometimes do it myself. I actually did this last week, which is why I'm, one of the reasons why I'm doing this episode is I, I tore my hip flexor and I couldn't lift my leg up. <laughs> at all and I've been doing some pull-up training uh, I've been doing a pull-up training routine and it it just it and for about one and a half days I really let it get to me and my food wasn't as good I didn't do hardly any exercise and I was like what are you doing Matt why are you you don't need your hip flexor to do a pull-up you can still do the pull-up training and um, but I fell for the same uh, mistake that many people make is they have one little twinge or one little injury and then they tell themselves the story that they don't need to do anything because they're injured, which is total BS, right? So you do need to be kind to yourself, but you need to also be honest with yourself. So, you know, next time you have a slip up, don't beat yourself up. Just, just you know, pat yourself down and say, okay, let's let's be an adult about this. What can I do to continue to move forward what do i have control of maybe you hurt your shoulder maybe you hurt your knee maybe you have a back problem okay that's fine what what wouldn't affect those things maybe you could still walk 
Maybe you could still cycle. Maybe you could still, you know, do some squats. It depends. Okay, this is where finding a coach and a good personal trainer will help you because they'll give you the exercises that you require. Okay, that won't make things worse. That's one of the things that we pride ourselves at, at LPT as well. Is you know we we on a weekly basis have multiple members that are working around injuries and they've hurt their shoulder, they've hurt their hip. And that's why they come to us because we can give them the expert advice of which exercises to do instead. Number three um, is taking, well, this kind of lends itself similarly to the last one, but it's a little bit more aggressive. And this is another uh, strategy that Taylor talked about last week is it's the Jocko Willick strategy. It's taking full responsibility for the setback and owning it. Okay, so what does that mean? It basically means rather than passing the blame off to someone else or or even to the experience itself, like I was doing, I was like, oh, I've got this hip flexor tear. I can't do anything. You know, I'm going to just take it easy. And, and there's no reason why my nutrition should suffer. I've got more time, if anything. Um, but yeah, rather than passing the blame or even making worse, you, the worst thing you can do actually, and people do this all the time, is using it as a convenient excuse. Okay, so if you've if you have hurt yourself, or let's say you've got a cold, or let's say you know something's happened with one of your kids, using that as an excuse to not exercise, not eat poorly. The problem is what we know, and you know this if you're honest with yourself, it's always a slippery slope. Because that first time we tell ourselves, ah, oh, it's okay, I'll start again Monday, I'll start again another day. And then that goes into the next Monday, and then that goes into the next Monday. So we, the quicker you can take full responsibility for something happening, whether it being, you know, hurting yourself with an injury, whether it be having a bad weekend on the food because you went out to socialize and you probably consumed 1,000 or 2,000 more calories than you planned to, just take ownership of that and just say, okay, this happened. Let's move on. There's no point in actually spending time, you know, allowing that to affect your mood. All that's going to do is make things worse. Okay. Um, number, where are we up to? Number four, we always need to take the positive. So even in a setback, what is the positive? What's the thing that we can take that's going to actually help us grow? You know, and, and some of these setbacks, like I said, it might be small setbacks, like the, the example I just gave you. So having a bad weekend on the food front, maybe you had one too many drinks. The, the positive we can find in that is, is by asking a few questions. It always comes back from questioning yourself, taking a objective approach. So you could ask, I guess, you know, was this a one-off, uh, one-off thing? You know, is this is this a rare thing that happened here, or is this a pattern of behaviour that I'm starting to see that's happening quite regularly? You know, if it's a pattern of behaviour that you that becomes more predictable, and you know it's probably going to happen again, okay, then that's actually a good thing because that means that it gives you something to work with. Okay, it gives you 
it gives you an element of being able to put a strategy in place. So maybe you know, okay, when I go out with that particular group of friends, this is what happens. Okay, I drink that drink too much. I choose that food too much. How could I do that better next time? How could I save myself 500 calories? Maybe it's just switching one drink. Maybe it's as simple as that. Maybe it's drinking a little bit more water between your drinks. Or maybe it's not drinking any alcohol at all. Or maybe it's not choosing that pizza. Maybe it's having a different uh, meal off the whatever the menu is. Okay, but or maybe you plan what you're going to have ahead of time. This is one of the strategies that we recommend people do if they are having what we call like a treat night. Okay, so I actually think treat nights or, or I think treat days are a little bit. If if you actually have weight loss goals. I don't know many people that achieve those goals with a treat day, but you can get away with one, maybe two treat meals a week if, and there's a big if, if you plan them. Okay, if you plan them in ahead, uh, ahead of time, and you know, let's say, for instance, you may be on this particular meal, you're going to consume three to 400 calories more than normal. You can plan that. You can maybe in the morning get out for a run or get out for a cycle, you know, burn three to 400 calories more on that day than you normally would. Okay, so you're creating that sort of calorie deficit already to cater for the extra calories later on. Or maybe you just have 100 calories a day less than normal on those four days leading up to that treat meal. So that becomes a lot more strategic. Okay, um, so 100 calories is not a lot. Yeah, that doesn't take a lot of willpower uh, to actually put that into your day. Yeah, that could be the one piece of fruit that you have on a day. Okay, you just remove that and you just have that slight more calorie deficit leading up to your Friday night or Saturday night treat meal. So the the rule there is is trying to be more intentional okay intentional about your food is particularly and, and being intentional in life is is important anyway having intention the reason lots of setbacks happen is be, is when we react to things so we're being reactive rather than proactive okay when we're being reactive things can go really wrong if it's our nutrition you know, we're likely to consume way more calories. If it's, you know, maybe some stress at work, maybe you're more likely to have an argument with one of your colleagues. Or it could be relationships, you know, having a, a uh, an argument with your, your spouse. So we need to be intentional about what we want. And that leads us really nicely into my last um, my last tip, which is managing your monkey brain manage your monkey. So th this, again, just because obviously, you know, a lot of this podcast is about helping people improve their health. So sticking with this topic of nutrition, if you did have a setback, if you did have a bad weekend, you know, what is it that everyone does, um, particularly the yo-yo dieters out there, they'll go and starve themselves for like three days following. They'll, they'll do the worst thing possible. Firstly, they'll step on the scale on like Sunday or Monday morning, and then they'll be like, oh no, I've gained seven pounds. 
And, you know, this is a really big mistake. First of all, uh, you, you really, if you've had a setback weekend, if it's a small one, you don't want to be weighing yourself because that scale weight will be not true to the real outcome. You know, the likelihood is you will have a lot of water retention. Um, if you have a bad weekend, you probably consume more sodium, which make, means that we hold more water. And not to mention the, the fact that we will be just heavier in general from the extra carb load. I think for every one gram of carbs, we're, we're holding an extra three to four grams of water or more. So you, you, it's a really bad strategy to weigh yourself. Okay. So instead of doing that, what you would be better off doing is, is what we just talked about is, is look back. Okay. How many calories extra do I, do I predict that I had consumed? This is a more kind of accurate mathematical way of doing it, you know, and then, you know, let's say you did consume maybe an extra 500 or even a thousand calories over the course of the weekend. Well, you know, even rather than just starving yourself for two days, in which case, let's face it, you're probably going to then, you know, be really feeling really lethargic. You're going to be feeling really low energy. It's a really bad strategy. Instead of doing that, maybe you can just decrease your daily calorie intake by a couple of hundred calories. So by the end of the week, you would have got back to breaking even on those extra calories that you'd gained over the weekend. Okay, so sure, you may be Aren't make, you haven't made progress, but you're back to where your weight was a week ago, you know? And so if you've been having a good sort of run of three or four weeks where you're losing weight and then it comes to a halt and then you gain weight with one bad weekend, you have a strategy to get back on track. And that strategy is not to find the next fatty diet where you're living off shakes or pills or potions. It's a simple strategy based on thermodynamics, which is ensuring that your calorie intake for the following week is going to help you get back on track. Okay, so it all sounds way too logical and simple. And this is why people don't do it, right? Because it, it, it is that simple most of the time. You know, it's not sexy. Okay, it's not, you know, I can't give it a six-week abs name or whatever, but it works, guys. So we need to just come back always to the principles, the science, and what actually works. So this is what we, we teach people, um, which is the concept of flexible dieting, which really helps. But um, hopefully these, uh, these five tips have really helped you. I've doubled my... <laughs> My, my 10 minute mark of my mastery soundbite. So it's a slightly lengthened soundbite today, but hopefully it's been worth the wait. Hopefully it's been worth staying on. Um, so stay tuned for the upcoming episodes over the next few weeks, guys. I think you're going to really enjoy them. Hope you've been uh, enjoying your week. Hope you're enjoying the freedoms of um, life starting to opening up. Okay. And we're getting out of the uh, the pandemic mess, finally. Take care, guys. I'm Matt Stern. I'm your host for today's episode. As always, please head on over to Apple iTunes. Leave us a great review.